Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls to sign up for all of our bonus content, including our Booby serials, which we just got done wrapping up Stay Close, um, which is on Netflix Mm -hmm. if you're interested. Uh, But this week on the podcast, we are covering Death on the Nile. Um, And I have, actually, I forgot to put the title at the top of my thing, but... (laughs) I've titled this one, it's long, so you're going to hate it. Oh, boy. Okay. Should I write this down as you talk? In all the pyramids, in all the world, you had to walk up to mine. Is that that a line in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's when Book, 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 how do you say his name? Book. Okay. I have a really hard time um, saying the main character's name. Poirot. Poirot. I just I call I just call him Hercule because it's easier to say. <laughs> it's cooler to say yeah, too. Hercule. Exactly. Um, we should also put. You know what I was just thinking of because we now have, um, Pango book accounts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we are selling some of the books that we have that we have covered. That's so true. So if you would like to purchase any of them, they are on a very low price. We'll put it on our um Instagram links. Yeah. Our link tree. Our bio. Yeah. So you can purchase some of the books and maybe we'll you know, throw a sticker in there for you. Funny you should say that because I have been personalizing my books that I've been selling so far. Have you sold um, any? You I've sold, sold one. I've oh, sold, sold two? two so far. Uh, they were not um, book and movie specific. Mm-hmm. I, although one of them was The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, which, which will be going to turning be. into a mm-hmm. movie. Um, but I've been writing a nice little note and That's adding a nice. little bookmark in there just, you know, for funsies. Nice. Um, but yeah, we could definitely throw in a sticker if you want to buy yeah. one of our pre-read pre-loved books (laughs) yes (laughs) uh anyway back to this episode uh so the book was originally published in 1937 and it's written by the queen agatha christie it has a 4.1 out of 5 on goodreads and the original copy was 288 pages and the movie just came out in 2022 um it was in it was released in theaters where i actually saw it originally it is now streaming on hbo max Mm -hmm. um so you can check it out now if you have that um it's pg-13 it's a crime drama mystery of course Mm -hmm. and it's two hours and seven minutes long directed by kenneth branow um who also directed um murder on the orient express he just um he was nominated for best director for belfast he didn't win though um he also plays hercule poirot in the movie as well he didn't win i thought he did win Mm -hmm. what did he get up there for no maybe he did i think he did win Oh, he was also, no, he won for best screenplay Ah, okay. um, for Belfast this year. Got it. But not director. Correct. Got it. Okay. I just love him. I think he's so great. I know. Me too. It's, it's so nice when you see that, like, they can direct, they can act in the same movie. And, and write like, and all and that write stuff. And everything. He does. He's a, it's a one-stop shop. Um, So the IMDb synopsis reads, while on vacation on the Nile, Hercule Poirot must investigate the murder of a young heiress, which I mean is pretty much what happens. Uh, So a couple of or a few uh, interesting facts. This is the 17th book in the Hercule Poirot series by mm-hmm. Agatha Christie. Um, the U.S. edition, when it was originally released in 1937, retailed for a whopping $2. Wow. Um, which right now, how much did you buy your edition of Death on the Nile? Well, I got it at the Goodwill for like uh, two bucks. Remember, I found it on my birthday. That's right. That's right. See, this this is why we keep telling you, do not sleep on Goodwill. Yes. Um, so in part two, chapter 21 of the novel, Poirot actually mentions having found a scarlet kimono in mm-hmm. his luggage mm-hmm. which refers to a scene in murder on the orange express which we have covered which i loved that little like mm-hmm. nod, little nod or easter egg um so there were quite a few adaptations other than what we're covering today of murder on the uh or excuse me death on the nile specifically um there was a broadway play that premiered in 1946 titled murder on the nile not sure why they hmm. changed the name, but um, they did. Uh, there was a live television version of the novel under the same name, Murder on the Nile, um, that was uh, that was premiered in 1950. It was a one-hour play that um, premiered on te- U.S. television. Um, it was also uh, adapted into a movie in 1978. Not sure if you're going to mention that or not, but it starred uh, Peter U- 
Ustinov, I think is how you say it, as Poirot, um, Betty Davis as Miss Van Schuyler, uh, Mia Farrow as Jacqueline de Belfort. I'm butchering these names. <laughs> and Dame Maggie Smith as Miss Bowers, which okay. I thought was really cool. And if you know, Maggie Smith is Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter yeah. series. Um, the novel was also adopted as a five-part serial for BBC Radio in 1997. There's also an Agatha Christie's Poirot series that spanned from 1989 to 2013, which oh, wow. that's a long time. Um, but they, in the ninth season, they did an adaptation of D- uh, Death on the Nile, uh, where Emily Blunt actually guest starred as Lynette, oh. which I thought was interesting. And then it got me thinking, like, what if she had played Lynette in the movie version? Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that. Uh, and then uh, let's see what else. It was also uh, turned into a uh, PC game, Death on the Nile, in 2007, and then also released um, as a graphic novel in 2007 by HarperCollins. So lots of different adaptations of this. Not surprising. Um, but yeah, it's it's probably one of, if not the most popular of Agatha Christie's yeah. novels. I wonder who controls Agatha Christie's estate. Ooh, that'd be, that's a good question. Because like, stuff is still coming out. Like It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I now have... Now I'm weird like you. So I found two of her books in like the same type version mm-hmm. of it. So now I feel like I need all of them in that specific version. What is the version? Uh, well, it's like the cover that I have. And oh, it's like, like a newer. Like a newer type yeah. version. But it's it's a new version, but not like new of the movie. Yeah. You know, which we all know. I hate movie time. Yeah. So versions. I don't know. I found a couple on pa- Pango books. And I was like, oh, maybe I should buy these. Like, See, this like is, no, I'm trying to sell them. This is the struggle <laughs> with Pango books. Cause not only can you sell, but you can also buy. True. And a lot of them are fairly priced. So yeah. not, I mean, they don't beat goodwill prices, right. but you know, that's funny. So the movie has only a 63% on rotten tomatoes, which isn't totally, um, crazy because I feel like that's about where murder on the Orient Express was. And these (laughs) movies are a little like, you gotta have like, you gotta just be, take it for what it's worth. True. And like, I feel like this type of writing and this type of, you know, mystery, mystery thriller is so different from like what we expect now out of a murder mystery. Like I feel like now in murder mysteries, like it's very like dark and like, I have to be absolutely shocked. Yeah, well, and it's like this one, it's like very more like Sherlock-esque. It's like, here's all the players, now try to figure out who did it. It's like Clue. Yeah, where in a lot of times now is that you don't really know who the killer is. Like you don't know who the players are until the very end. That's half true. The time, so. Sometimes the killer is someone that they haven't even introduced. And you're right. like, what was the point of that? Exactly. <laughs> so I really in- enjoyed this one. Um, It was at a $90 million budget. It did gross $134 million worldwide, which is pretty good considering it was only in theaters for so long before it went on HBO mm-hmm. Max. That's so true. if it would have only had a theater release, I think it probably would have done even better. Uh, so speaking of how the movie got released, um, it was delayed several times. Originally, it was set to come out in 2019. Um, it was delayed and pushed back to 2020. Well, we all know what happened in 2020. So then it j- did get pushed back again to the fall of 2021. However, <laughs> it got pushed back again after the allegations against Arnie Hammer came out and they weren't sure if they were going to have to reshoot this movie or not. Do tell. What are those allegations? I will get into it <laughs> when we go through the cast. Okay. That's what we ca- call a tease. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so in the movie, um, there's a beautiful diamond necklace mm-hmm. that's a, and has like a big yellow stone on it. It's not what's in the, in the book. The book is about a pearl necklace. Mm-hmm. So this particular necklace that we see in the movie is actually a Tiffany and co necklace, oh. which if you watch it, it's kind of like in the bachelor, you know, when they open up yeah. the thing and it says Neil Lane, uh-huh. when they first open up the jewelry box, it has a Tiffany and co oh, that's logo hilarious. on top of it. Um, but anyways, that necklace has actually been around Hollywood for quite a while. Um, I think I know. Who do you, who do you think's worn it? Well, is it in a movie? <laughs> yes. Is it in, uh, how does this guy in 10 days? No. Oh, that, isn't there, that necklace looks very similar it does, to it. It does. All right. So it was first discovered in South Africa in 1877. Um, it's only been worn publicly by four women. Um, in the 1957 Tiffany ball, it was worn, um, by Mrs. Whitehouse. 
And then it was worn by Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. And then it was also worn by Lady Gaga at the Oscars in 2019 and Beyonce in her campaign for Tiffany's in 2021. Wow. So, and then now. Is it the exact uh-huh. same necklace? Yeah. There's only one of this necklace? Yeah. Interesting. Crazy, right? But it's like, like the heart y- of the ocean. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, but de- like, I really, honestly, I looked at the necklace and I was like, that's definitely the necklace that Kate Hudson wears in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> Maybe that's what, that was their um, inspiration. Yeah. Like, don't tell me it's not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so obviously this movie is based in Egypt. Um, it was filmed technically in Aswan, Aswan, mm-hmm. Egypt, um, but not all of it. So they used a lot of the aerial views are from egypt the wide pan views um are in egypt however they did do a lot of um studio work um and actually recreated these giant monuments in the studios in in surrey which i thought was like crazy because they look almost identical like i googled it um the boat that is there the ss karnak um is the big um steamer boat that mm-hmm. they use um it was also created in the studio which i thought was interesting wow. um and they actually used it um they filmed the scenes at a water park with the boat in the water You're park kidding. yeah which is so crazy how think. big was this water park i don't know <laughs> i'm like you couldn't just drop it in a lake somewhere right also i don't know why i don't know if you caught this but like in the book they kept calling like referring to where they were as europe <laughs> Which I did not understand because yeah, Egypt is definitely it, not in Europe. Right. So like what what was I don't get why I don't that know. was a thing. Maybe back in the day people that's people referenced it as Europe. I don't know. Because it's very um, much, you know, in Africa. Yeah. So so tur- 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 So tourism in Egypt um has actually been influenced by this book for a very long time. People read this book and they're like, Makes hey. Sense. And they are actually expecting us um a spike in tourism after this movie. Which is so funny because I read this after I watched the movie. And while I was watching it at home, um, in between scenes that I knew what was going on, I was Googling flights to Egypt. I was like, how much is a trip to Egypt? Can I just book like a tour? Like, I need to go there. That's hilarious. Like, it's, just, it's on my bucket list. It's funny that you say that. This uh, recent book that I read was um, uh, set in Italy. And I did mm-hmm. the exact same thing. It was set yeah. in Positano, Italy on like the Amalfi Coast. And yeah. I immediately looked up like flights and how to get there and how much it would cost. I know. If you're curious, um, from Phoenix, it's only about $900. That's not bad. Which is not bad at all. But so it's so funny because there's this commercial going on right now. I don't know if it's for a credit card, but it's like, in the end, you won't regret, you know, the things you didn't buy, but the places that you didn't go. And I was like, oh, I got to go to Egypt. <laughs> so I told boyfriend, Ray, I was like, that's now on our bucket list. So. I mean, yeah, I'd be down for that. You know, just, I'm just inviting myself of course, to your trip. I just feel like it's one of those places that's so like you see it and you learn about it. And then like, yeah, I just hope I wouldn't get let down in like the, um, the wash, not the washing monument, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Have you I been mean, to Mount Rushmore? No, and so I don't lame. have any. You, you're so far to. away from it that it looks like every postcard you've ever seen. Wow, that's so, embarrassing. I no, know. but I, I've had family and friends go to Egypt, and I mean, they all said that it was it lived up to yeah the hype. And <laughs> and you can go on these like riverboat tours. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I gotta well, do I'm just it. seeing the pyramids in person. Like, there's just yeah. so much more. I guess years of history mm-hmm. in a place like Egypt than like Mount Rushmore, which right. has only been around for what. <laughs> few hundred years right, exactly yeah. so all right let's get into the cast um hercule poirot um is played by like i mentioned earlier kenneth branow um he obviously was in murder on the orient express he was also in the movie tenant and dunkirk and a bunch of other stuff um he's fabulous and he's also professor lockhart in the yes. uh, harry potter movies yes <laughs> um but yeah i think he's so great and like i is the character over the top and ridiculous? Absolutely. But that's what it needs to be. That's what it calls for. Yeah. There's actually a spoiler alert at the end of this movie. He shaves the uh, famous yeah. mustache, which, you know, I mean, in his real life, he doesn't have a mustache, but right. I feel like it was so weird to see him without one in the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it seems like he might have the rights to both Mur- murder on the Orient Express and this movie. And it almost made me seem like maybe he's not going to do another one. Hmm. I mean, there's like, what, 18 other ones that he could do yeah. in the series? Yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping there'll be another one. Yeah. I didn't see anything, but you never know. You never know. 
<laughs> All right. So Lynette, Lynette, uh, Lynette Ridgeway, who is um, one of the main characters in this in this mystery, is played by Gal Gadot. Um, obviously, we know her as Wonder Woman. She was in Wonder Woman one and two. Red Notice, Justice League, um, a bunch of the Fast and the Furious movies. She was a voice in Wreck-It Ralph. She's freaking amazing. Um, upcoming, she has Wonder Woman 3 coming out. Oh, wow. Um, she's going to be the evil queen in the new Snow White movie that's coming out. Um, and then she's also going to be in a movie, funny enough, Cleopatra as Cleopatra. Interesting. So, which we'll get to it. There's a part in here that they yeah. add where she is Cleopatra. She is so, so pretty. She's stunning. <laughs> like, it's just unfair. Like, naturally stunning. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I love her as Wonder Woman. I think she's just great. She was fun, fine in this. I mean, I think of the ones you mentioned, the only thing I've seen her in is the Fast and the Furious movies, which she doesn't even play that major, major of a character. So I feel like I need to see more of her work. I thought she was fine in this. Um, I don't know if she is good at playing these kind of not likable characters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Cause I mean, Wonder Woman, I would think is a very likable character. Yeah. I think she's just one of those like timeless type act actresses mm -hmm. that she can play like a wide range of different, um, eras. Yeah. Um, cause even in Wonder Woman, they have her kind of jump back and forth between times. I think you'd like Wonder Woman. I really do. I will add it to my long list. Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Jacqueline de Belfort. Um, call her Jackie most of the time, mm -hmm, I guess. Mm -hmm. Played by Emma Mackey. Uh, she is in one of my favorite series, um, Sex Education. Um, she plays Maeve, who's one of my favorite characters in there. I so. still need to catch up on that. It's so good. I'm behind. So good. Um, and so she's kind of this rough around the edges character in that. And this one is much more... I mean, granted, she's a little trashy, but um, she's much more put together, basically. Yeah. Um, she is going to be in the upcoming movie Barbie. Not as Barbie... Um, cause Barbie's being played by Margot Robbie. Um, but I have a feeling she might. So her doppelganger. <laughs> right. Which is funny, which is makes me think that she, I couldn't, it w didn't say what character mm -hmm. she's playing, but I bet it's Skipper, which is Barbie's little sister uh... is what I would assume. Ryan Gosling's play playing Ken. Oh, interesting. I would great. not peg him as, as Ken. Who would you have pegged it as Ken? I don't know. I just don't. I mean, I guess I, I get it. His face is just too long to be Ken. Yeah, maybe like a. I need I someone know. younger. Younger. Yeah. I don't know. He's getting up there. <laughs> He's still Ryan Gosling though. He would hate if I if I said that to his face. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I was actually gonna make a point that these two ladies, her and Margot Robbie, look so similar yeah. that I thought it was Margot Robbie yeah. at first. I was yeah. like, wait a minute, no, it's not. But I think she's great. I really liked her in this. I yeah, she's she did a good job. All right, so let's move on to Simon Doyle. Uh, Simon is kind of the love interest guy in this sort of whatever you want to call him. <laughs> is played by Arnie Hammer. So Army. Army. It's Army, right? I thought it was Arnie. No, it's definitely Army. Maybe I just saw it and just was like, <laughs> "Yep, it's Arnie." Yeah, it's definitely Army okay. with an M. <laughs> Arnie. It's fine. It's a stupid name it's anyway. <laughs> um, so he was in the social network with his twin brother. Mm -hmm. um, he played Cameron Winklevoss. Um, he was also in The Lone Ranger. Um, all right. So I guess I need to say before this, trigger warning. Um, he's getting hit pretty hard with some pretty bad um, accusations. Um, he is currently facing um, rape allegations from 2017 from a former partner. Oh. Um which then led to a bunch of other people coming out and come and making allegations as well. Um, he was dropped by his talent agency and all this other stuff. So this was all during the filming and the, the kind of release for this movie. Um, he did get checked into a drug, alcohol and sex um, rehab. Um, supposedly he's doing much better and, they still don't know where he's going to land in this whole lawsuit thing. So Thanks. I understand why they tried to wait a little bit to see what was going to happen. And I think they probably at some point were just like, we need to release this. So anyways, moving on from that piece of trash. Yeah. I don't think Army Hammer has a twin. <laughs> and who plays his brother? He, they do. Yeah, I think he does. Really? Well, okay. So because I, I, 
I always thought that too. But then I remembered someone told me once that that was not the case. This is from entertainment. Uh, Social network director David Fincher explains the CG magic behind the, how do you say it? Winklevoss twins. Yeah. Well, shit. Okay. Let me restart the whole thing. I mean, we could keep that in there if you want. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. Apparently it's uh, played by Army Hammer and Josh Pence. And then they did some CG. That is so, I don't understand why people do that. Like, are there not enough twins in this world that can just act? Apparently not as good as not. Army Hammer. I don't, All right. Well, I don't know. first you get his name wrong. Now you get the fact. Well, he's a piece of trash. <laughs> so I'm glad I got his name wrong. And I'm glad I thought he was a twin. And no, I'll we're s- definitely keeping this in. He is canceled. <laughs> anyway, moving on from Army Hammer. He moving was, on. He was irrelevant. Yeah. Um, moving on to a much better topic. Um, Book. Book, um, Book is played by the fabulous Tom Bateman. Um, hopefully that age as well. Um, we, <laughs> we covered him. <laughs> He was in uh, Behind Her Eyes, which we covered on Patreon. Um, he, he was in Murder on the Orient Express. Um, he's not in the book. Nope. But I'm so glad he's in these movies. Um, I think I read somewhere that uh, Kenneth Branagh just thought he did such a good job uh, as Book in yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. He's like, I'm just going to bring him along. Well, yeah, why not? <laughs> um, yeah, these are the only... So Hercule and Book are the only two that... Um, crossover between Murder on Orient Express and Death on the Nile. So um, it is formed around a similar character that's in the book. Um, but I actually enjoy this character much better than his little sidekick almost yeah. in the in the book. Well, and the sidekick was kind of out of nowhere, to be honest, in right. the book. And I liked that he brought that kind of nod again in, mm-hmm. in from Murder on the Orient Express. And I yeah. mean, he's not bad to look at. So Exactly. I love him. I think he's great. Uh, so there's a lot of other characters that we could talk about. One last one I wanted to talk about was, um, Rosalie Otterborn. Uh, I wonder why I know <laughs> played by, Ooh, Latia. Leticia? I actually looked Leticia. I don't know how to pronounce it. And I feel horrible. Well, okay. Just go with it. Um, <laughs> right. Her last name is right. Um, she is, uh, in black Panther. She's Zuri in, uh, in black Panther. She is going to be in the second one as well. There was a bunch of, different um speculation that she might actually become the black panther but i don't think that's going to be the case um she was also in ready player one which i don't remember but i guess she was um and then she was also in the drake nice for what video she is she is i thought you'd like that isn't she like the sidekick in in ready player one or like the i don't know i could be wrong about that i think the way you say her name and i could be also be butchering it is leticia leticia yeah yeah sounds about right yeah Um, But yeah, I really liked her that her character, I think, is adapted a little differently between the book and the movie as well. I appreciated the way they yeah, it came together in the movie other than the book. So, but yeah, so those are just a few of the 18 million characters in these stories. (laughs) Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that there were way too many characters in the story? Keep you guessing. That's how it was on Murder on the Orient Express, too. So that's true, I guess. All right. Time for who said it. Your first quote is. Why, I haven't got an enemy in the world. Mm, Lynette. Uh, That's what I thought. And then she was talking about how everyone hates her. (laughs) Uh, Your next quote is, it's like the moon when the sun comes out. You don't know it's there anymore. Hercule. Mm, Simon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Next one. It's a lot of dialogue in this book. (laughs) Yeah. She cares too much, that little one. It is not safe. No, it is not safe. That's the godmother, right? That's Poirot. (laughs) Last but not least, well, here's to crime. (laughs) Hercule. Jackie. (laughs) You are 0 for 4, my friend. I knew I wasn't going to do good on that. I knew I wasn't. All right. So for F. Mary Kilder, like you said, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of characters, so it was hard to choose. So I tried to pick the most relevant mm-hmm. uh so poirot is one uh lynette and simon okay we're gonna kill simon <laughs> drown him in the nile see you later um i will marry lynette because i think she just really wanted someone to love her she was very you know misunderstood right and she's rich and she stole someone else's fiance yeah he went willingly (laughs) um and then i will uh take a ride down the nile with hercule okay 
I will also kill Simon <laughs> um, for many, many reasons. Um, I will also, but I will marry Poirot um, just because, you know, he, he seems like fun. Like he gets to travel around and like solve mysteries and stuff. <laughs> like that sounds fun. Um, and I will take a, what did you say? A ride down the Nile yep. with Lynette. Also good choices. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so the movie actually opens up very different than than the book. Yeah, like why? I don't understand the purpose of this scene. To tell us how we got the mustache. That's the only reason. That's literally it, unless they're like, you know, wrapping us up for another movie. I don't think they are. Okay, that was weird. So yeah, the movie opens up with basically a back or a flashback of when Hercule was in the in the war. And he ended up, he had a captain that had this big, huge mustache, which is very reminiscent of the mustache that he has now. Um, he ended up saving, Hercule ended up saving like a bunch of men um, from, they were like attacking like the, whatever, the bridge or whatever. And he came <laughs> up with a better idea, whatever. The captain actually ended up getting killed in in that um, instance though, from a tripwire. And then Hercule got a really big scar on his face. And the woman that he was dating at the time was just like, well, I guess you have to grow a mustache. And then the rest is history. Did the kind of his turning of the head totally remind you of dark Knight, yeah. or is it dark, dark Knight rises, yeah. whichever one. Just dark is. Knight. Yeah. 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 When two face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could you love this? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. It's fine. It'll definitely heal. It's fine. <laughs> well, then it was so like graphic and then at the end of the movie, when we see him it's without just such a tiny scar, it's like a tiny yeah. little scar. But like in the beginning, it's like half his face. Is well, because off. Th- when when he then gets his mustache, I'm like looking, trying mm-hmm. to find like where the scar is. Yeah. And I couldn't see anything. Not there. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're back into the present time. And and Hercule shows up to this present time being 1937. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Present time in the movie. Um, he shows up to this fancy restaurant lounge and Salome Otterborn is there performing. Um, and she's there with her niece, who's also her manager. And they're playing these, you know, they're playing the music tonight. But we come to find out that Rosalie is like very savvy um, right away. And like we said earlier, um, the Otterborns are in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually have more of a role in the movie. Yeah, they're kind of almost like a socialite family. They're not singers in yeah. the book. Salome and Rosalie are actually mother and daughter mm-hmm. in the book. Salome is basically a drunk who mm-hmm. is actually kind of causes an issue at the end where things get messed up. But um, yeah, there's very much more of them in the movie. And yeah. I appreciated that. And I actually liked that they had a little bit more of a role uh, mm-hmm. in the movie. So we also see this young couple dancing um, and we find out that it is Jacqueline or Jackie and Simon and they seem very much in love, very much into each other. Um, But then in walks Lynette Ridgeway, this dramatic entrance in this like beautiful (laughs) silver dress. Um, And we find out that Lynette Ridgeway is like the Kim Kardashian of the times, (laughs) you know, like she's. She's the socialite that everyone wants to be, everyone wants to be with, and whatnot. I feel like you're doing Lynette a disservice by calling her I know. Her I couldn't think of anyone else to, talk, <laughs> to, to compare her to. But anyway, so Lynette and Jackie are actually old friends. So uh, they actually came there that night to meet up with each other. And Jackie ends up telling her that her and Simon are engaged. Yay. <laughs> Problem is, Simon's broke. Simon doesn't have a job. Yeah. So she asked Jackie or she asked Lynette, like, hey, I don't want money from you, but can you give Simon a job at your estate? Um, And Lynette says, sure, (laughs) like, I guess. And I was trying to remember in the book, I don't think we meet Simon at this point. There's no like restaurant lounge. No, she actually Jackie goes to Lynette's estate and just goes one one on one. And she's like, hey, I you know met this guy. We're engaged now. I would really appreciate if you could give him a job. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even meet Simon until later when Mm -hmm. he's essentially hired for the job. (laughs) Right. So she hires him basically at the restaurant lounge in the movie. And then those two dance and they kind of fade to black. Yeah, that was really like, I mean, it's pretty obvious what was going to come after oh, that, yeah. right? Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I thought. I do want to make a mention of how well the, the movie 
portrayed the opulence and like the like mm. expensiveness of yeah, this. Yeah, it was very Gatsby-esque. Very much so. I I mean, I will say obviously the book has a hard time like expressing that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gatsby does a really good job in the in the book yeah. of like, you know, uh showing that. I didn't get that in the book yeah. necessarily with this one. No, not so much. So, 6 weeks later, um we are now in Egypt and we're on the River Nile. Um, it is funny cause like it, it's funny in the book and even in the movie a little bit, like it's very accustomed for like, you have a wedding, but then you also have like a whole honeymoon party. Yeah. It's like a known thing. And I was like, well, that's kind of fun. But like, I don't know if I'd want like my relatives on my honeymoon. I feel like my mom would try to <laughs> weasel her way into my honeymoon. Right. <laughs> um, but we see that Hercule is also there in Egypt. Um, coincidentally, He's not there with the wedding party, but he's just chilling in front of the Sphinx. <laughs> he's having breakfast. Why not? <laughs> um, but at the same time, he also sees a man on the pyramids flying a kite. And lo and behold, it's our good buddy, Book. <laughs> this is not in the book. The kite thing is not in the book. Book is not in the book. Um, but this is where he's, he's like, Poirot. <laughs> in all the pyramids, in all the world, you had to walk up to mine. <laughs> I, I love, love that. I That's know, really cute. So funny. Uh, two things. Uh, the book version, I guess, if you will, of Book um, is kind of based off of the character of Tim Allerton. But then the sidekick who randomly shows up mm-hmm. on the boat is a guy named Race, who mm-hmm. is, um, I think he's also a detective or yeah. some sort of investigator uh, who helps uh, Poirot during the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, discovery phase of all of this. <laughs> yeah. So we find out that Hercules there supposedly under um he's just on holiday he's trying to avoid cases he doesn't want to do anything yeah right yeah i know um but we also find out right here that that book got fired from the train business which is a little nod to murder on the orient express because if you remember he was working for the train company Mm -hmm. um i think it was his uncle or something owned it um (laughs) when that murder happened so i thought that that was kind of a nice little transition um, we find out that Book is actually there with his mother, who obviously is not in the book either. Um, and she's there painting Book on the freaking pyramids. <laughs> um, but they talk, they, this is where we find out that those two are at, are there for a wedding party, um, of some good family friends. <clears throat> so now we go. And so at this point they're like, well, you should join us for dinner. And then he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> But, like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Clearly, I have nothing else to do, so right. why not? <laughs> so we go to the this, like, grandiose hotel, which is just, like, beautiful, like, all my Egyptian dreams of staying at. <laughs> um, and we meet uh, – this is where we get introduced to Louise, the maid, and she actually is the one that grabs that uh, Tiffany diamond necklace um, out of the lockbox. Um, like I said earlier, the necklace is actually pearls in the in the book, uh, that doesn't come into play till quite a bit later mm-hmm. in the book either. Did you also face <laughs> total side note? It took a very long time for someone to die in this movie. In the movie? And in the book. It's like halfway through the book and halfway through the movie. That's very true. <laughs> I did feel that in the movie. I, mm-hmm. I will say, I preface this. I watched the movie first and then I re- yeah. listened to the book. Same. But I, yeah, I, I looked on like, you know, where you can see how much progress you've yeah. made. I was like, we're halfway through. Why has no one died? No Why has the mystery not started? <laughs> right. Well, and then you kind of don't even know who's going to die. I was yeah. like, I don't know which one of these are going to drop. Point. So anyways, that was just a little side note. So anyways, we, so, and, and I guess the whole thing is that you're supposed to be under the assumption that this wedding party is for Jackie and Simon. Right. Um, because those were the two that were engaged. Uh, well, so where everyone is at the hotel, Boot gets up on the on the table and he introduces Mr. and Mrs. Simon Doyle. However, it's not Jackie. No. It is Lynette. So what? Lynette, woo, <laughs> plot twist. Lynette has married Simon. She took her best one of her best friends, fiances, and married him. Awkward. So we find out that that necklace that um that Louise pulled out is this $2 million necklace that quote unquote Simon bought her um, basically with Lynette's money. Uh, And then right now at this point, we just kind of start meeting more of the players. So we meet Lynette's cousin is there. Uh, Who is not her cousin in the book. Correct. He's just her like business partner. Correct. Um, Her godmother is there with her servant doctor person, Dr. Mrs. Bauer. (laughs) 
I think Ms. she's Bowers. the nurse. Nurse. But they call her Dr. Bowers at Do some they? point. Oh. Yeah. We so, have a doctor on the on board too though. Yeah. So Mrs. Miss Bowers is there. And uh then we find out that Salam or uh, yeah, Salome and Rosalie are also there. They were hired to do the entertaining mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. at this party. Um, and then we find out that Lynette, Lynette's ex-boyfriend is, yeah. <laughs> is there as well. Who also tried proposing to her before Simon did and yes. was shot down. Yeah, so not <laughs> sure why he's there, but he is. <laughs> um, but then we see at this point, very dramatically, we get another <laughs> entrance of Jackie. Jackie shows up wearing this beautiful red dress like every scorn woman wants to look like. <laughs> and we find out that she's actually been following Jackie and Simon. Lynette um, and Simon. Sorry, Lynette and Simon, like everywhere to the point of like stalking them. Yes. She flew to Egypt <laughs> stalking them. On whose money? Because she's also broke. Isn't she? Well, my if I tell you my theory on where she got her money, it would give away. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's she's paying. I doubt she's paying for it. Got it. And I doubt the person that's paying for it is using his money to Got pay it. for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so Simon and Lynette like beg Her- Hercules. He's like, please, like, can you like tell her to leave? Like, can we have this? Can you can you be a detective and basically arrest her? And he's like, you have no case. Like, right. she hasn't done any harm to you. There's no threat. He's like, just go home. Like, <laughs> it's like. I only do things when there's a murder lady and there hasn't been a murder yet. So no, he's like, this is under my pay grade. (laughs) So, but Hercule does go and talk to Jackie and she's like, I just love him so much. And he's like, yeah, like I get it. (laughs) She would die without him. Um, So Hercule basically goes back to Simon and Lynette and is like, look, she's not really doing anything wrong. She's just heartbroken. Like my advice to you guys is just go home and live your life. Like eventually it'll, you know, brush she, off. she does, however, give a quick sneak peek of a gun that she's um, keeping c- close by a two, 22, doesn't mm. she? Yes. At this point. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, she's not not harmless. Yeah. In the book, um, they do kind of bring this up a little bit later about someone else wanting to go to Egypt. But I think Jackie is actually the one in the book who mentioned that they wanted that her and Simon wanted to go to Egypt mm-hmm. this whole time. Yeah. So not only did she take her man, she took her honeymoon. <laughs> Yeah, in the movie, it's actually Louise's idea mm-hmm. that she steals yeah. the, the maid. So at this point, they have to decide, should they leave? Should they stay? Well, their compromise is, all right, well, we don't want to stay at the hotel. Like, let's get everybody onto this boat and go on this river cruise for a couple <laughs> days. But it's like, I don't fully understand. They like have everybody come out and they're like, come to the river. And then it's like, Lynette is dressed up like this giant Cleopatra. Yeah, that was weird. It was very strange. It's not in the book. Um, I mean, I get it. I mean, she would look gorgeous, but it was very strange. Do you get it? Because I don't. I mean, I don't know. Cleopatra, Egypt. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I guess they're a very showy couple. So I guess, yeah, that makes sense. True. So anyways, they take everyone onto this steamboat. They're like, Louise will come. She'll pack up all your stuff. We just want to leave. So here's the deal. So basically, they're getting on this boat to get away from Lynette. Or sorry, from Jackie. And I think in the book, Jackie is with them on the boat from the very beginning. Well, yeah, because she had already bought her ticket or something. Yeah. So in the movie, though, they leave without Jackie supposedly even knowing that they Mm -hmm. left. And then she shows up later. So not sure. I guess this is just more dramatic. Yeah. Um, But they have this boat all to themselves for a few days until some other guests join them um, later on. Someone makes a point of this later on. I think like, why didn't you just get the boat? Like you have enough money, just buy the boat. Right. Or like, make sure no other guests can come on this boat. Correct. If I have enough money, when I go to Egypt, I'm buying the whole boat. (laughs) We'll be lucky enough to get on a boat. I know it's fine. Um, So Lynette tells Hercule at this point, like that he, that she doesn't feel safe. And she feels like even among her friends and family, she still thinks that they all hate her, that she just doesn't feel safe. So at that point I was like, she's definitely dying. <laughs> <laughs> so Lynette's cousin is there. Um, who is also her lawyer in the movie. And he's trying to get her to like sign all of these signatures for their marriage affairs and different real estate that she has. And she mentions she's getting rid of, um, a, a building in London, um, that Mrs. Bowers has a weird reaction to when she hears about it 
And I think, I mean, yeah, you said it's her cousin isn't in the book. He's not her cousin. In He's the a book. lawyer, but there's yeah. still papers that yeah. there's still a similar kind of situation happening with yeah. this Andrew character. Um, I did love this part though, because you know, Lynette is like, okay, let me, I have to read through all this. Simon's across somewhere being like, just sign it. Like, it's fine. Like I never read everything, like just yeah. sign it. And so she's just about to like sign her life away. And Rosalie's like, Mm, I never thought you'd be the one who would just change for a man that quickly or whatever. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, everyone <laughs> needs a friend like Rosalie around to check her. So we also find out though, that, um, book is involved with Rosalie. Yes. Um, Hercule actually calls him out about it and he's like, yeah, I love her. We're so much in love, but like my mother wouldn't, you know, approve of it. And at that point I was like, man, he is a good detective. Cause I didn't pick up on that at all. But then later <laughs> on we find out that, <laughs> <laughs> that he knew before that right. anyway. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so they're on this boat. They end up arriving to Abu Sim- Simbel mm-hmm. temple, um, which is an actual temple. I looked it up in on the Google and <laughs> it looks beautiful, but I, I want to know, like when I go on this tour, do I get to go inside? Like they get to go inside. I mean, I can't see why you wouldn't. I mean, I don't know. Cause People are awful and they would ruin things. Yeah, but normally things like that, they'll like have areas where you can go Mm -hmm. and then like block off parts that are probably, you know, they don't want you Mm -hmm. touching and getting all your American fingerprints all over. (laughs) Um, We also see that there's a sandstorm coming in, which is just more like foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Very haboob like. (laughs) If you don't know what a haboob is, it's this gross dust storm that we get quite often here in Arizona. It's not pleasant. Nope. It has a terrible name. <laughs> it comes and goes really fast, but once it's here, it's you gross. barely can see anything. Um, so at this point, we find out that Book's mom's red paint is missing because um, she brought all of her paint supplies and the one that she was using um, has gone missing. So everyone goes to shore to the temple and <laughs> and it just turns into this giant drama fest. Uh, Book's <laughs> mom ends up you know, calling him out about his relationship with Rosalie, which in turn, this basically is like, all right, now I'm free. Now we can be out and about with everybody. Um, but, and then Hercule has this like really awkward conversation <laughs> with S- Salome that I don't even know. Like she kind of hits on him or, or yeah, something. Yeah. Well, he does a terrible job of trying to flirt with her. Right. Which I didn't quite understand why we needed this like love story because no. it's not in the book no so like what was the point i think and this i guess this is another point of why they showed the scene at the very beginning of the movie because there's this like you'll do anything for love kind of mm-hmm. underlying topic they were trying to show that like poro also has had love and yeah. lost love and like now i guess is like ready to find new love mm-hmm. i don't know i just thought it was weird yeah i don't know <laughs> so also in the temple, this is also peeps freaking I'm sure Americans would do. Um, they go out on this ledge on this freaking ancient temple and are like trying to hook up with each other, but almost get hit by this giant falling boulder. Not Poro and Salome, just to be Oh yeah, clear, sorry. It's Lynette, Lynette and Simon. Simon. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Lynette and Simon trying to hook up on the on the temple. So at this point, everyone goes back onto the boat. Um, while they were all at the temple though, we see another little speedboat come up, um, that has somebody on there. It ended up being Jackie. And so Jackie is now on board because she already bought a ticket. So similar to the book, she did have a ticket. She does get on the boat. Just differences. She comes onto the boat at a different time. To your point, it's just more dramatic that way. Correct. So they're at dinner now. Um, and Simon and Lynette at this point, they're like, all right, crazy pants showed up like we're going to go home now. Like this is going to be our last night here. We're leaving. We're done with all of this. Goodbye. Goodbye. So they have one more lap. They have one last champagne toast with Hercule, um, before he leave, before they leave. And Hercule's not a drinker, not a drinker. This is one of those movies though, that if you watch it again, you pick up on everything. I kind of picked up on some certain things as I was watching, if I'm being completely honest. And I'm not, this is not me tooting my oh, own Okay, horn. Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock Roche. Just but saying. But I do think probably reading things more like this and watching more, yeah. you do probably pick up on a lot more I'll things. just say it now. Like this book compared specifically to Murder on the Orient Express and some other mystery type books, mm-hmm. this was a little bit more predictable than some others that I have read. Like, 
we'll get to who the killer ends up being. It's like, okay, well, I saw that coming. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I felt that a lot more here. With Murder on the Orient Express, I mean, granted, everyone was a killer in that one. So, like, who, you know, you never knew who it was. There was much more mystery, much more, like, who done it, I guess, than in this case. I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) I, on the other hand, had no idea. (laughs) I had a a feeling that it was one of the two that it ended up being. I didn't realize the quote-unquote twist. Anyways, we'll we'll get to there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so Hercule, after they have the champagne toast, seems a little tipsy. Um, he, and he, so he goes to bed. He also does talk to Jackie at this point and, uh, she, or I don't know if it's him or her. They talk, start talking about this like story about how the Pharaoh's wives used to be like buried in these temples when, when they would die. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my God, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like, no thanks. Sorry, Ray. I'm not being buried alive in a temple with you. <laughs> See you later. See you on the other side. But again, to that point of like, you do anything for love. Like, that's a little extreme, but yeah. there you have it. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, this is where she keeps saying that she would just die, just die without Simon. All right, well. So now we're in the parlor, and it's Lynette, Simon, Jackie, Rosalie, and Book all in the parlor together. Lynette actually ends up apologizing to Jackie for what she did, and she's like, look, I still want to be your friend at the end of this. I don't think that did it. But at least she, like, acknowledged her. Sure. So at this point, Simon calls out Jackie and is like, I never loved you, which is, like, the meanest thing you can, like, say to someone in that situation. Especially, like, someone as hot-tempered and, like, emotional as Jackie. You know she's not stable right Right. now. So anyways, she ends up shooting him in the leg. um, And at that, after she shoots him, she drops the gun and the gun gets kicked under this settee or whatever they call it in the book (laughs) (laughs) which this is how it happens pretty much in in the book as well um at this point book leaves the parlor to go find dr simon rosalie leaves with jackie to go find miss bowers the nurse to help out with jackie because she's a freaking basket case at this point hot mess um simon at this point though is also showing like concern for her and there was actually a lot more concern in the book mm-hmm. for for Jackie um than in the movie. Yeah. Um in the movie he's just like make sure she doesn't do anything bad to herself like she didn't mean it. Like yeah. in the book it was like constant like she didn't mean it. She didn't mean it. Again, more reason why this is pretty well, yeah. predictable. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I feel like the book pretty much laid it out for you, if, if that makes sense. Like, the movie did yeah. a better job, I would say, of, like, Hiding keeping it. the mystery. Yeah. yeah. So we also see, like, during this whole hubbub going on, um, Hercule is passed out cold. <laughs> and Not doing such a great job there, no. Hercule. And then we see, like, something get thrown into the river and sinks down to the bottom, which is presumably the gun. The next morning, though, dun, dun, dun. Lynette is dead. What? what? She is shot in the head, in her bed, done. And so in the book, though, um, when they find her, they also find a J in red, mm-hmm. which <laughs> again, again, but they all thought like, okay, well, maybe they just want to like throw you off the case. Right. <laughs> they didn't include that bloody J, which I was totally fine with. Yeah, I did not see why that would have been necessary. Yeah. So, but they keep saying they're like, it couldn't have been Jackie who killed her because she was asleep all night because she was so hysterical after shooting Simon that they like drugged her with a bunch of morphine and Miss Bowers was in the room with her the entire time. So she has an alibi. Mm-hmm. Um, Rosalie talks about how when she went back to the parlor, um, she went back to try to find the gun and the gun was gone. Yeah. Simon is a complete wreck over Lynette's body. Um, she didn't, he didn't seem as upset in the, in the book. No. He was just kind of like, oh, it's such a sad That's thing. It's such a sad day. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> but in the book, he is a wreck. In the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, we also find out that her necklace is gone. The, the diamond necklace is gone, which in the book, it's the pearl necklace that's gone. Um, Louise, Louise tells her about, or so they start, you know, questioning everybody. Louise, the maid ends up telling, um, telling them the story about how she had a fiance. Lynette actually ended up paying off her fiance, 
uh, because she like didn't believe that she was there, that he was there for the right reasons. <laughs> Sounds like the bachelor. I know. And so he, she offered him some money like, Hey, I'll give you this money not to marry her. And the guy took the money and he left. Um, and then stole her idea for her honeymoon. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's Hercule who's asking, um, cause it's, it's, uh, Louise, the maid and he's there or sorry. So it's Hercule who's asking, asking Louise these questions and kind of, trying to figure out what happened. And then Simon is also in the room at this time. So at this point, she says that she may have seen the killer while she was out on the deck having a cigarette, but she didn't see anything. So at this point, Simon turns to her and goes, I will take care of you. Don't you worry about it. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Which again, huge clue Mm -hmm. that I didn't pick up on till actually I read after I read the book. And then I watched (laughs) when I watched the movie, I was like, there it is. And I didn't even see it. I don't know. So anyways, everyone's cabins are searched because they're looking for guns and necklaces and all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> Hercule starts questioning everybody. He questions um, the doctor, who is Lynette's ex- ex-boyfriend. Um, he questions cousin Andrew about controlling her assets. Um, and he's basically like, if I wanted to shoot her, I would have used this giant gun that I have. Which like, is a forty-five, <laughs> not a yes. twenty-two. So way too big to be the murder weapon. Exactly. Um, he questions, uh, the nurse, um, Miss Bowers again about being with Jackie all night. And we find out that, you know, she used to be wealthy, um, and that Jackie's or not, or, and, um, she used to be very wealthy. And one of the buildings that Lynette's family, um, owned was actually some, a building that her family used to own before Lynette's family. And so now, and it really like was the downfall of their wealth and she was upset because Lynette was just basically throwing it away like it was nothing. So poss- everyone has possible motive, mm-hmm. right? We also learned that Miss um, Bowers and Marie, whatever her last name was, are in a lesbian relationship. Right. Which was not in the book. <laughs> Clearly not in the book in the uh, whenever this was <laughs> published. 1937. Yeah, because you're right. Because the next person that he um, questions is her godmother. And we find out that she's actually like the major beneficiary in Lynette's will. So she's supposed to be getting all of, all of Lynette's money. And then, yeah, that's where we find out that those two are actually a couple, which I thought was kind of it was nice. interesting. It was very 2022. Exactly. So after he questions the godmother, um, the gun is recovered. They had um, dragged the, the river, mm-hmm. the river Nile, <laughs> and they found it. And it was actually, uh, it actually was, um, wrapped in the godmother's scarf, which she had, which had gone missing like the night before. Um, Hercule now questions Salome Audubon, the singer. Um, and she also has a gun. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> one, her- however, is a 22. Yes. And it's held in her turban. And she's like, um, yeah, like I always have this. Like clearly, yeah. <laughs> like, Didn't, doesn't she say like I've only used it once and that like that bullet was not last night or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I want to know more uh, about you, right? <laughs> um, so we then end up finding out that Book's mom found Lynette's necklace in her jewelry box. So Hercule starts accusing. The mom. Right. And it's so funny. He's like, she, she's like, you're accusing me of murder now. And Book's like, he accuses everyone of murder. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and like, he doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, pretty much. Right. Um. So there is, a, I mean, we end up finding out, I think in the book, the necklace is stole by someone else who's not the murderer, mm-hmm. Um. who is like, he like hides it in another necklace or something. It's- there, yeah. So the Tim Allerton character that Book essentially replaced, um, he has a replica of the necklace, which he like places, which is the necklace that mm-hmm. Tim Allerton also has a mother in the book. It's really yeah. confusing. Uh, but she like finds that one, and then there's confusion. But then he's he's a he's essentially the person that stole it. But right. it's in a the necklace way. is just a red herring, basically in both of these. Yeah. <laughs> um. But at this point in the movie, Hercule's like, I don't know who the murderer is, but I do, I am ready to present my findings of another case that I'm working <laughs> Right. On. We come to find out that Book's mom has actually hired Hercule to look into Rosalie Audubon. So Hercule was not actually just on vacation mm-hmm. in Egypt. He was there on purpose to look into that 
their relationship. Which makes sense, because if you remember at the cabaret thing at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. R- Rosalie and Salome are at right. that event, and then they just so happen to be in Egypt as exactly. well. So that makes sense. Yeah. But so, that doesn't happen in the book, right? No, yeah. no, 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 because that relationship isn't a thing right. in the book. And um, so anyways, he finds that, you know, she isn't... Not only is she a fit, she is a find. And I was like, I hope I'm a fit and a find. You are. You Thanks, definitely Reggie. are. <laughs> so are you not going to say that I also am? You are a fit <laughs> and you are definitely a find. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I needed that for my you know, of course. self-respect. Of course. <laughs> um, so but anyways, Rosalie's upset like anybody would or whatever. Um, so at, Right after that whole um, interaction, though, they're out on, like, the deck of the boat. And all of a sudden, they see somebody's body is in stuck in the paddles of the boat. Yikes. And it ends up being Louise the maid. Um, that is not where they find her in the book, though. No. Uh, yeah, in the book, they they find her in somebody's room under the bed of the room. I yeah, guess. she is. They find her with money. Um, but then... She is killed with a scalpel in both the book and the movie. In the book, I think she stabbed in the heart with it. In the book, her throat was slashed. Um, So, but they thinking like, okay, so who, so she must have actually seen the killer. Mm -hmm. And so he tried to pay her off and then ended up killing her is what they, their theory is at this point. So everyone starts accusing everyone. Everyone's fighting. Um, And at this point, Hercule leaves them. And he goes and finds the blood spatter of where um, Louise was murdered. Mm-hmm. And he sees that there was like some sort of like gap. So he knows someone was standing there and yeah. probably saw it happen. <laughs> that I did not pick up on. I was like, what is his purpose of like doing whatever he's doing? You've watched the, Dexter. This- How did you not pick I up on that? Know. Come on. <laughs> it's been a while since I watched Dexter. <laughs> so at this point, he thinks that the only person that could have made that gap in the blood spatter was Book because of his height. And so he questions Book and Simon is there to witness this because of their relationship. So he's thinking it possibly could have been him maybe, or he knows something for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So he, you know, he talks about how he's been a really good family friend of Lynette for a really long time. And that's why he's there, but he ends up confessing that he was in Lynette's cabin, that he took her necklace, but that he didn't tell. And, when he went to go do that that night, she was actually dead in the bed. She was already dead. She yeah. was already dead, but he didn't tell anyone. Um, and what ended up happening is that he didn't want to confess that he stole the necklace because he didn't want Rosalie to get mad at him. So he tried to go and return the necklace um, to the cabin. But while he was doing that, he ran in to the person who kill who was killing Louise and saw her right. get murdered. Yep. So right when he's about to say who he saw murdered Louise, he gets shot in the throat. So sad. And he died. He died. I mean, granted, he's not even supposed to be in this story. So like, whatever. I was so <laughs> that was really sad. Sad. So because this character does not exist in the book, the third victim in the book is actually Salome Otterborn. Basically, similar situation. She kind of saw things she wasn't supposed to see, was about mm-hmm. to kind of divulge all that she saw, and somebody kills her. Right. Oh, the smoking gun. Mm-hmm. So Hercule chases the person who shot Book, and the person gets away. So at this point, he locks everything. So his mom finds out it's this very dramatic scene and whatnot. Um, at this point, Hercule pretty much knows who the killer is. Here he thinks he knows. Um, and actually, sorry, I should go back. So there's that scene where basically everybody comes out after mm-hmm. Book is, is dead. Yeah. And if you look closely to the very last person that gets there is the biggest clue of who killed him. Oh. So like everybody walks in separately. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All the different characters and the person that actually killed him had killed him is the very last person to walk into oh, that scene. Oh, I didn't catch that. Come on. Yeah, I caught everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he locks everybody in the parlor cuz he's ready to reveal the killer. He kind of did that on Murder in the Orient he Express. He did. And too, right? I love it. I love that they do that in these films because in the book he doesn't do it. He basically yeah. 
reveals it separately to people mm-hmm. in in the book. Yeah. I think it's so much more dramatic in totally. how they how they do it like this, and I love it. So we find out that cousin Andrew, the lawyer, was actually the one that tipped the boulder off in the temple. He admits to that. He said something came over him and he was so sad about it, but he was not the one that actually killed her. We find out that Simon Doyle, the husband is actually the killer. What? Crazy. He stole Book's mom's paint, the red paint that went missing. He drugged Hercule during that final toast that night. And that's why he was passed out in his bed. When Jackie shot him in the leg, it was actually a fake in the movie, in the book, she actually shoots, but it miss, it yeah. misses. <laughs> so all in all, he ends up having to shoot yeah. himself either way. Exactly. So anyways, um, and he uses, he used that fake blood or the, he used that paint to make it look like fake blood, mm-hmm. um, from being shot. Um, while everybody else leaves the room, because you remember everyone else scattered or went to go find help, they left him in the room by himself. He grabs that gun. He runs to his cabin, shoots Lynette in the head, and then comes back and then shoots himself in the leg. Right. Crazy. Then he throws the gun overboard. Wrapped in Marie's yes. uh, scarf. Yep. And then he also meant, or they also say, at this point that Simon was the one that made sure everybody who had a grudge against Lynette was on this trip. Fascinating. Fascinating. So anyways, but he is not the one that killed Louise and book that my friends would be Jack, <laughs> the mastermind of uh, they this were all working together. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We find out that Jackie and Simon planned all of this together. And obviously Louise and Book were not supposed to die in mm-hmm, all of this, mm-hmm. but they did. Um, and at this point, Simon's like, you know, we should just run. <laughs> like, let's run. Great they're, idea. they're not going to catch us, whatever. So in the movie, they embrace in the parlor in front of everybody. They kiss. And while they're hugging, Jackie takes the gun to Simon's back shoots him dead and the bullet goes through him and kills her as well. Is that possible? With a big enough gun. I don't think with the gun that she had. Right. But it's definitely possible. Interesting. I don't think with that gun, but that's it. I think, um, in the book, she shoots them later. So yeah, they, they arrest them. And as they're getting off of the boat at the end of the book, she grabs a gun out of her, like, pant pocket or mm-hmm. something shoots her him that basically we find out that there were two guns yeah um that wasn't the case in the movie but they essentially use each gun to kill each other and in, in a murderous love story kind of way <laughs> oh i thought in the book i thought she still just kills him like he didn't want to die no i'm pretty sure i'd have to double check i oh. have to reread it but i'm pretty sure they kill each other because they made a point to say that there were two guns or no i'm pretty sure she shoots him and then turns yeah the gun you're on right herself. you're right because the reason that there were two guns is they thought they took the gun away from her yes. but she ended up having a second gun. Yeah. yeah so um but in the movie i like the way they did it in the parlor i thought it was much more dramatic um but the boat ends up docking um the bodies are all taken off um mummified which mm-hmm. is a nice little <laughs> nice little visual for being in Egypt and everybody leaves. I felt so bad for these poor people that just worked on this freaking boat, yeah. having to carry around all these dead bodies everywhere. When they were like keeping them in like the, the, the meat freezer. Right. That was awkward. Yeah. So, so anyways, everyone says their goodbyes. Um, six months later, um, we're back in London and we're back at the restaurant lounge where it all started. And Salome is rehearsing and Hercule shows up. And he has no mustache. So we're led to believe, uh, I'm assuming, that they're together. I guess so. But I thought it was funny because, like, no one, at the beginning of the movie, when he gets out of the car, there's, like, paparazzi everywhere. Mm. Like, he's very well known. And now nobody recognizes him now that he doesn't have that mustache. Oh, yeah. 
He's not the infamous Hercule Poirot without the without the mustache. Exactly. One thing I forgot to mention in the book, they just keep it to the nail polish. There was like mm-hmm. a mention in the movie about how they thought it might be nail polish, but it's actually the paint. Yeah. But in the movie or in the book, it was always the nail polish. Yeah, I think in the movie they talk about how like Lynette was upset because she forgot to bring her nail polish. Yeah. I was like, why couldn't we have just used the nail polish? I don't yeah, understand. I don't know. Whatever. So yeah, so that's how um, the movie and the book ends. Yeah. Sherlock Roche over there figured it out. <laughs> she did it again. Folks. I will say, like I said, the book is much more obvious in its clues, in its Easter eggs and, and all that good stuff. I mean, it's I mean, of course, it's Simon and Jackie. Right. <laughs> of course. Like, well, come on. Right? <laughs> but I just I did appreciate it and I loved the fact that this was like a it was a long con. Right. Mm-hmm. It like. Right from the beginning. My question is, what if Lynette never fell in love with Simon? Why would she have married him, though? That's what I'm saying. Oh, what, if, what if that plan, wouldn't have worked? Yeah, because the whole plan was to get the money. So what if that didn't work? <laughs> what if his charm wasn't enough to get her to fall in love with him? Then they would have to figure out another plan. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, do you think that the movie stayed true to the book? Yeah, I would say so, I with the exception so of a few character changes. Yeah. Uh, are you going book or movie? Uh, ironically, well, not ironic, probably. Um, I'm going movie. Yeah. Um, I said this last time when we did Murder on the Orient Express. I'm I'm learning that I think Agatha Christie is just not my kind of novelist. Uh, I just don't know that I I I even tried listening to this one on audio to like help. I don't know. There's just something about her writing that I'm not a fan of, and I think the movie just does such a good job of like yeah. like I mentioned like the grandioseness of everything and yeah. like the actors were all really, really good. Yeah. So I, I like the movie. Well, I love Agatha Christie. I love her writing. I think it transformed. I love the time period she writes in mm-hmm. and I love murder mystery type stuff. It, Cause you know, clue is one of my favorite movies. I yeah. feel like every book I'm reading is just clue. You know what I mean? So I <laughs> sure. love her, but I gotta go with the movie. It's so visually cool. Yeah. Um, it is very CGI in some points, but I think it's very um, purposeful. Mm. Like, I think it's meant to look that way and not meant to look cheesy, if that's a, a way okay. to say it. But okay. hey, the movie made me want to freaking jump on a plane to Egypt. Right. So, so I mean, mission accomplished, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I just need $2,400 because that will get me my flight. It's like a 12-day tour trip. So, oh, you went that deep. Like, you yeah. looked up the tour and everything. Yeah. There's like some leaving next month. Oh, great. Let's go. <laughs> What, what else do we have to do? Probably do my taxes. <laughs> Ooh, about that. <laughs> about that. I haven't done mine either. Uh, this is your friendly reminder to do your taxes if you have not done them yet. Although this episode will probably come out after taxes are due. Just so about. Just, no, I think it'll come out like the day taxes are due. Well, there you go. Get to it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. If you loved Book so much and you want to, you know, read along and, and listen to our Behind Her Eyes episodes, that is on our Patreon. All you have to do to sign up is go to patreon.com forward slash The Booby Girls. And what are we covering next week? Well, by your request. Yeah, you did one. Now I get to do one. We are doing... Life of Pi. And I hear there's a tiger in it. It's about all I know. <laughs> there's literally a tiger on the cover. <laughs> I know. About all I know. And it won a bunch of freaking movies. It did. A bun- it won a bunch of awards. I have not seen the movie. I have not read the book. Um, I- I'm excited for it. I, I don't, don't know, know why what you're it's so... about. I just don't know what it's about. That's what the- I love Seems going weird. into stories blind. Because you're like, what? what is this going to be about? So the after only, that, I get to pick one. The only, <laughs> the only case that that did not work in our favor was Beloved. Going oh into that one blind. You still owe me like three episodes <laughs> for that train wreck. Let me tell you. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.